it and it was a survival tactic like yeah. it it truly was but when I decided to fully lean into who I am and to build this business and to serve other women who look like me who have this specialized corporate expertise who want to be seen as experts who want to really show up as who they are and yeah. not under a facade that also meant that like I had to get rid of mine. Hello, 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 and welcome back. Welcome back to another game-changing episode of Give Yourself a Promotion. We have the wonderful, wonderful guest blessing our show, Brianka Johnson. She's actually a launch and marketing specialist, strategist. She's responsible for helping major online service providers and coaches profitably market and plan five-figure launches. She's also the visionary behind the Brianka and Johnson Company. Please give a great, great welcome to the wonderful Brianka. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, it's an honor to have you join us. Um, I just wanted to give you a, a quick, quick, give us a quick rundown of exactly how did you get started in this industry, um, just being a marketing strategist and working with your particular customer audience. How did you get started and where are you now in your career? Yeah, so I have been doing marketing for a little over 10 years. Um, mm -hmm. I started in college. Um, I went to school for marketing. At the time, I did not even know like what a marketing degree was. I just, all of the Black women I saw who were successful um, and established had degrees in marketing. And so I went and okay. got a degree in marketing. Um, and then I found out about like social media marketing while I was in school. And I just fell in love with it. Um, and so I started doing social media marketing for small businesses in St. Louis. Um, I went and got my master's in marketing and advertising communications. Um, and then I started running a couple of campaigns in St. Louis. That opened up the door for me to run um, a statewide gubernatorial campaign here in Georgia. Um, it was actually one of the most like nationally recognized gubernatorial campaigns because the lady running was a black woman. She would have been the first black female governor in history. Um, and I was a digital director for that campaign. And then when COVID hit in 2020, I quit my job and I went full-time in my business. So now I help other women who want to take a corporate expertise and package it into a sellable offer. And it's not necessarily about like quitting corporate America or anything like that. But if you just want to make more money using your expertise and have more control over it, mm -hmm. um, then those are like now the women that I serve. Wonderful, wonderful. And like, how has your your strategy of transitioning from that corporate, having that corporate experience helped you catapult your, catapult your career as an independent marketing strategist and launch coach? Like, how did that really, you know, propel you to that? Because it's just very different when you're talking about corporate clients and then you're talking about women that are going into entrepreneurship, making the shift. How has that been? How has that process been and been able to really be coachable to people who may be interested going to, to the same path? Yeah, so I think that like one of, and one of the things that I even tell my clients is that like what we do when we're building our careers and we're trying to corporate climb the corporate ladder, yeah. you know, all of that translates into how we serve the people who are assigned to us. 
Um, And so, you know, in my corporate career, I built digital marketing campaigns. A lot of the entrepreneurs who are entering into the landscape now are building businesses online. And so I have a plethora, like a wide range of knowledge of like, how do you actually do that? What does that campaign look like? And so one of the ways that I connect is I talk a lot about my corporate experience, how I felt when I was in corporate, why I ended up starting my business um, and how I use marketing to like grow that business. Um, And I feel like a lot of the women really resonate with me because when I started my business, I brought my, you know, I feel like all women of color enter into corporate America. They have this like facade of who they are that's like prim and proper and like, it's like a smaller version of ourselves. And I brought that person into my business. I had changed my name. I would take photos and like these cute little Southern Belle dresses. short in my nails I was so cute (laughs) but I wasn't like I wasn't Brianca like I wasn't fully myself that's Um, right and then at some point I said you know what fudge this I'm trying to stop cursing before my baby get here (laughs) (laughs) you know it's gonna get worse (laughs) (laughs) you know what forget this like if I'm gonna build this business I'm gonna build it as myself and so who who am I who do I want to be known for? And what type of women do I want to connect with? You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I tell my audience all the time is like, my perfect ideal client is a God fear and trap enthusiast. Like, ah, there we those, go. Those <laughs> are my women. And so, you know, in my stories, I talk about changing my name back to Brianca. I talk about my long nails. I talk about, you know, like, the music that I listen to, mm-hmm. the TV shows. I like, I talk a lot about who I am and how that made me build my business into something that was more relatable to who I actually want to serve. Oh, that's actually very powerful. Um, and I, and I, I kind of want to revisit that a little bit. Okay. So you actually changed your name. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so I, my name is Brianca. Um, when I went to college, I had a hard time, you know, getting jobs. I had a full ride scholarship. I was top of my class. Uh-huh. I like was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but my name is Brianca Johnson. You obviously mm-hmm. know that I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. And so when I was applying for these corporate marketing positions, I was not getting any of them. Whoa. And so I decided that I was going to be Bree Johnson, but with two E's because that's how the white girls spell it. <laughs> and Ooh. that's how I built my career. Oh my goodness. Talk about it. Testimony. <laughs> wow. I mean, look, my name is Armani. <laughs> you already know that, and I that is that is a that is a very telling telling story. And it, you know, what I, one of the things that I always share with my clientele is showing up as yourself and being yourself and being authentic to yourself. And I think that right there, I mean, I could not have expressed even more. So that's that's interesting. I've never even thought about that because when you said, it, I was like, oh, okay, so. You changed your your name is actually Brianca, but you changed it. Wow, that's amazing because that I'm quite sure there may be people out there that may have had a similar story. They may have may not have gone the extra mile to make the change, but they could have contemplated it. And yeah. I, your testimony and your story shares sheds the light of why why you still want to be living in your truth as Brianca Johnson, not as Bree. That's a beautiful thing. That is I a- literally have had bosses who did not know my first name. <laughs> I've had HR documents that say Brie Johnson, like, mm-hmm. like so many things attached to my like corporate persona were in this yeah. 
name to the point that if you did not know me, you did not know what my name was, Mm. you know, Mm. and it, and it was a survival tactic. Like it, it truly was. But when I decided to fully lean into who I am and to build this business and to serve other women who look like me, who have this specialized corporate expertise, who want to be seen as experts, who want to really show up as who they are and not under a facade. That also meant that like, I had to get rid of mine. That's right. That's right. That's right. You, you lead the moral compass of that and showing up as an authority. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you kind of talked a little bit about what I wanted to talk about, which is representation in your industry, in the marketing industry. But if you could probably take it a, a, a niche higher, because as you continue to grow your company, as you continue to grow your business business, and your pr- opportunities presents itself in the present, not in the past, as a corporate executive or as a corporate professional, how do you overcome the challenges now to keep mm-hmm. pushing forward? You know, you have impending a wonderful baby on board coming into into the world and so there may be some pivots that you shifts to make sure that you know your company is still online and your, your the roles are delegated to your team and things of that nature while you're out on maternity leave and taking that time for self-care um how would you describe representation in your marketing industry and then also aside from social media the, the big distinction between the two yeah so i think that like you know especially like with covid there's been this like rise of like Instagram marketers but Mm -hmm. from the corporate perspective marketing is a very white male dominated industry it is a very button up suit and tie industry and that's where I come from you know like I didn't build my business as an Instagram marketer I actually don't know a lot about Instagram you know like content creation is not my like area of specialty I specialize in funnels I specialize in action-based marketing like if this person does this on my website, these are the things that should happen in the sequence or what does the funnel look like? That like holistic, like action-based marketing, corporate marketing structure does not look like what it looks like on the internet. And I think that sometimes because we are in these bubbles on the internet, we think like, oh my God, marketing is so like inclusive. And that's a scam. That's not the truth. That's not our reality. Um, And so as I'm, building my business, I'm being intentional about speaking specifically about my degrees, about Mm -hmm. my corporate experience, about the challenges that I had in corporate America. You know, even today I wrote a post and I was like, what would I tell myself three years ago? And Mm -hmm. one of them was like, stop being gaslit in these meetings with white mediocre men when you know that you know what you're talking about. That's right. So it's like talking about that, talking about how it got me to be where I am today to show the contrast of like, yes, you see black women who are marketing online and that is amazing. But people like black girls who are growing up now who want to be marketing for Fortune 500 companies, they're going to overcome the same challenges and the same hurdles that I overcame because it's one thing to do it on the internet under your own name, under your own brand. And it's a completely different thing to do it in a corporate setting. That's right. That's right. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. And that brings me to that transition of that, you know, with that, there comes signature offers. I'm a huge proponent of signature offer, and I'm quite sure you are as well. I am. <laughs> I, I know we kind of speak the same language. And 
And so signature offers is one of the things that really helped myself catapult businesses and also my clients. And I'm quite sure that's a part of your, your strategy as you're aligning and, and assigning to how to have a really profitable launch. One of your signature offers that you really, really hone in on is the Clarity the Coins Accelerator. Could you tell us yeah. a little bit about that and the vision behind that? Yes. So I think that one of the things that I know to be true, particularly about women of color, is that when we take an expertise that we feel like we learned in corporate America or that we feel like we learned in higher education and we package it and we try and sell it online, there's like this confidence barrier for us because we're so used to operating within these like rules and this like patriarchal structure of like, this is the right way to do things. And like now you're building a business where you actually literally get to make the rules. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times like people jump into that with, this like false narrative that, oh, if I just post on social media, like I will be fine. I will make money. My business will grow. I'll get the Maserati, et cetera. But that's actually not true because one of the biggest barriers to to women, particularly women of color, showing up in their expertise and like posting online is the fact that they do not yet feel confident in their offer. They do not yet feel like the expert that they know to be true because they only think about this expertise from a corporate structure, from a corporate standpoint. I did this for someone else. I did not do it for me. And so in the coins, before you even get to planning your launch, we talk about positioning your expertise. We talk about proving that the work that you have done has delivered results time and time again. And this is why you get to stand in your authority. This Mm -hmm. is why you need to talking about the work that you do. This is how you talk about it online. This is how you build this audience and build a bridge of connection before you can even launch. Because if you were to go and plan a six-figure launch, but you don't have an audience, the launch ain't going to make no money for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to flop. And then you continuously launch, 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 launch with the lack of clarity to build the community behind the launch to support it. Exactly. piece of it that is always the missing link. It's always, and I think that like so many people sell you that, oh, if you just create content or if you just optimize your Instagram, but truly, if you are not clear on your power, if you're not clear on your offer, if you're not clear on who you're talking to, you could quite literally post four times a day and still never make any money. That's right. That's right. Or you can take, you can have four different brand shoots and still not make any money. Because it's like, listen, I had two, I had like five brand shoots before I really decided to be honest about who I was. And the photos look nothing like who I really am. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I could, I, I can relate to that because... I remember, I mean, it's even just with having locks, right? I mean, mm-hmm. locks in corporate America was, was a little different, you know, as, a, as I can continue to climb the corporate ladder. And then it got to a point where I had a breakthrough. I'm like, I don't care because I'm going to be me. I know what's up here and I know what I bring and the value that I bring to the table. I know the value. I know when I speak, I command the room. Exactly. That level of authority is something that that can't be taught, but it can be influenced. Yes. And a lot of times what ends up happening is, you know, people get, you know, fun and, and, and frilly on, on social media because they're really trying to go viral. That's, that's it. They're trying to go viral without marketing. 
Yes. And I tell people all the time, like, I am not here to chuck and jive for you. I'm not an entertainer. I am actually not a content creator, friend. I'm not about to be dancing and pointing reels. Mm -hmm. No, you need to go find one of these other people for that. That's not what I do. But if you want to learn how to build a strategy, like a real strategy that is not based off of trends and tricks and blowing with the wind, I am 100% your girl. If you want to learn how to point and dance in the popular sounds on Instagram, I'm not heard. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. That's right. And that actually brings me to, to my next question because it's interesting. You know, people actually decide, okay, I have to do it all. And I hate that. You know, where do you find the balance in between? You don't have to do it all. Either you're going to be a content creator or you're actually going to be a solution provider. Because as a, as a strategist and as a coach, you are there to provide solutions to a specific given pro- problem that is going to create a desired result for your client. And so exactly. if you look at your clientele, the people that you bring on board, the people that you really love to work with, how would you describe what that specific avatar looks like? Who is your specific avatar? So I love women who are experts. I love the woman who has been in her job or been in her career for five years or 10 years. And she can talk about what she does inside out backwards, Mm -hmm. 12 ways from Sunday, Mm -hmm. but she does not care about Instagram Mm -hmm. at all. She is passionate about serving whoever it is that she's assigned to, whether it's building wealth in minority communities or marginalized communities or Mm -hmm. building a therapy practice for her community like I love I truly truly enjoy the women who if you ask them a question about what it is that they do you 100% know that it didn't come from Google it came from lived experiences it came from from actually doing the work and Mm -hmm. on top of that I really love them because you know that they are executors and I stand somebody who will take a plan and follow the steps and get action like it's like kindred spirits. Like I'd be rooting, I'd be cheering. I will show up for you 10,000% because I know that whatever I'm telling you to do, you're doing it and we're getting a result versus being paralyzed because you actually really truly decided to be a coach because somebody else was doing it and you don't really 100% know what it is that you're doing. Correct. Well, I think the biggest issue is that everyone wants to be a, be a coach, but they don't want to run the plays. And so what ended up happening is you know, I actually hate the term coach. Like, I, I despise hate it. I, I hate it. And I hate it when even people call me coach, coach, coach. Please don't do that, friend. Don't no. do that to me. Because no. me, you know, background, I'm a trainer. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a trainer. I, I, That's very different from coaching. It is very different. And I don't think people understand or differentiate the two because they work so hard for the title and not hard for the work and the transformation that, it, it, that comes behind it. So with that, I want to really dive into some of the top three myths that you want to dispel about the marketing industry when it comes to what the service that you provide and how to really catapult um, the business of different service providers and coaches in this industry. What are the top three myths you want to dispel about marketing? Yeah, I think the first thing is that just because you did something one time for yourself doesn't mean that you should now be charging other people to teach them how to do it sexually not a thing right um i think the second thing is that like doing what someone else is doing online isn't actually a strategy Mm -hmm. 
you're just copying and pasting, but that's not actually a strategy. Strategies are based on data. Strategies are based on your unique audience. Strategies are based on what you know to be true about your field of expertise. They're not just, I saw this person doing this. I'm a copy and paste and I'm going to do it for myself. That's not a strategy. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is that like marketing is not one size fits all. So just because something works for one other person doesn't necessarily mean that it has to work for you. And if you want to do something that you feel like is outside of the box, because nobody else has done it, doesn't mean that it won't work for you. Like, which is why you have to lean into strategy and data and analyzing the data that you receive, because this is how you make informed decisions in your market. Marketing is nothing without data. That's right. That's right. That's right. I couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it better. I mean, data alone, and even when you transition from the corporate industry, um, I always say the foundation of of your business is really based on data and training. Yes. Because if you have the data, how do you know how to make this successful? What's going to make your, your next launch? Or what's going to make your, mess, your next move successful? Because you have nothing to, to go by. Nothing. And- You're just winging it. Exactly. You're just winging it and thinking it's a strategy. How do you replicate? How do you duplicate? How do you, Absolutely. you know, it, it's fake. Absolutely. Well, I think it's interesting because you've done a, a lot so far to really catapult and transform the lives of the people that you serve. What's up next for you? Yes. You so we are <laughs> Delivering a healthy baby boy. Um, so you know, that's like that's like my main primary focus. But you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I really want to do is get back into corporate. I have mm-hmm. no intention of like getting rid of my business or anything, but mm-hmm. I am very passionate about serving marginalized and, and minority communities with like strategic marketing campaigns. And I think a lot of the companies that are built to serve us don't actually have the marketing infrastructure to reach us. Yes. Um, yep. And so I, I want to help those companies and I want to teach. I don't think that there are enough universities that teach applied marketing strategies in the new world versus they always are, you know, focused on like theoretical principles and what was Albert Einstein doing back in the 1800s. But like, it's not really like, this is what's going on now. These are the tools that people are using now. And so we particularly, um, minority communities are entering into the workforce ill-equipped. And so I want to teach. Good, good, wonderful. And that brings upon multiple opportunities for um, corporate contracts, things that you can come back as a partner on now that you've had experience on both ends of the puzzle. And which makes it a beautiful thing. Well, before we get out of here, we're going to play a little game. Okay. And now you answered it a little bit, but I just want to see what you're going to say. We're going to play a little game of this or that. Okay. Your preferences, it's kind of surrounded around the marketing industry. Some may not. But you ready? Yes. All right. It's I love the game. <laughs> I love a good game. Okay. So Instagram ads or organic reach? Organic reach. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram, for sure. Oh, that was a shocker. Mm-hmm. Slow stage or funnel? Funnel. Mm-hmm. Templates or ebooks? Mm, templates. Uh-huh. Now let's let's pause here. Uh-huh. Because 
when we, I would say probably within the last three years, we've seen like probably more of an increase in people creating eBooks, free eBooks and paid eBooks to kind of use that as a lead generation tool to bring people into their email marketing system, whatever the case may be, to get them on their list. Right. Have you seen maybe a shift in people focusing more on templates versus eBooks or has it been kind of so-so? I feel like more people are actually leveraging the template and getting a result. I, I think a lot of times like people will pay the seven or the $9 for the ebook. It'll sit in their Google drive and then they're actually entering into your funnel, but they're entering in cold because they, they still didn't get a result. They still didn't actually take action. Um, whereas mm -hmm. like with a template, a lot of times like you are seeing them actually use that template immediately, especially depending on how you set the template up to like maneuver them through it. Um, yeah. And so I, I just like anything that is actionable I'm always going to go for more than I would go for something that's like more static. I would agree 100%. 100%. Evergreen launch or scheduled launch? I like, oh. See, that's a trick question because it depends on where you are in your business. Like people be trying to come out the gate and have an evergreen launch and that's a scam. Like that's not actually yeah. a thing. <laughs> it's can a different you can, you can do half and half, but you can explain a little bit more. Okay, yeah. So if you have if you have not built an established audience for your offer, you should be live launching. You should not skip a live launch to go straight into an evergreen launch if you have not already built up the attention, the engagement, the data for that launch, because you don't even know if your messaging is correct. You don't know if the funnel on the back end is correct. You don't know like what the conversion rates are. So it's really like if you come out the gate with the evergreen launch and you don't have an audience, it's kind of moot. Mm -hmm. But then also, it's it's kind of like you're using beta testing to test the offer too. So if yeah. you have engaged enough with the audience to say, hey, I'm thinking about what do you guys need from me? As mm -hmm. your strategist, what have you guys need? What do you guys need from me? If you haven't pulled them, it's a great opportunity to test to see if you may need to move a couple of modules around, if you may need to go with a webinar or a live course, whatever the case may be. So it's a perfect opportunity for beta testing. So yes, that was a trick question. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Email marketing or webinars? Oh, email marketing. I hate webinars. Mm -hmm. IG live or reels? IG live. I knew you were going to say that because I heard <laughs> you know, she's, she's going to say IG live. Five day challenges or three day workshops? Uh, challenges challenges okay. yeah i this whole like three-day workshop like all of the all of those are like tactics but they are for the same platform all of it is like a tactic for instagram it's not like it's not like a holistic marketing strategy like correct. it's just like one thing for one audience correct correct Correct. And I think the, the biggest piece that a lot of people don't understand, like you said earlier, marketing is not a one size fits one size fits all formula. And so depending on whatever your strategy it is to market your offer, it's going to attract a specific type of audience as well as the price point, you know, the entry point, whether it's low tier, mid tier or high tier, those two people may not be the same. Now, there may be some people coming in on the low tier that may graduate to mid and high tier, but it may take some time. Um, mm -hmm. to because it's a lack of business school, right? What exactly. can you do to achieve a desired result? So yes, exactly. 
wonderful. Well, that is the end of our game. Thank you so much, so much, so much for joining the show today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. I learned so much and I think my audience can learn so much from you as well. Um, before we get out of here, share with us your social media handles, how people can reach you, and also maybe a current offer that you definitely want to leave or give yourself a promotion audience with. Yes. So you can follow me on all social media at the Brianca Johnson, and it's spelled just like it is in the corner. Um, and um, we currently have a monthly membership called Marketing Masters. So I'm actually going to leave a link with um, Armani, and you'll get the first 30 days for free. Beautiful. Yes. So it's a monthly membership is particularly for corporate women who want to learn how to package their expertise into a sellable offer. Um, so that way they can make more money. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Brianna. And congratulations again to your impending baby boy. We wish you future success and a very, very healthy pregnancy. Thank you. There you have it. Brianna Johnson, the Samani Dix, and I am signing off. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>